get ready to learn business strategies and insights from America's top entrepreneurs, creators, and thought leaders here at the Success, Motivation, and Inspiration Podcast. You're listening to M. Curtis McCoy, best-selling author, CEO of Best Cellular, and your host for Success, Motivation, and Inspiration. I'm super excited to interview Holly Kitchens and share her expertise with our audience. Holly is the CEO and founder of DIY Legend, CEO and founder of Lady Legend Boutique, host to Unleash Your Inner Legend podcast, and the co-founder of Women Elevation. One of Holly's core values is continually growing and getting better. If she's not working or spending time with her family, Holly dedicates a lot of her time to honing her knowledge both professionally and personally by hiring professional coaches, attending seminars, and consuming herself with personal development and surrounding herself with like-minded people. I love what Holly describes as her why. Holly lives to inspire people to let go of limiting beliefs so they can unleash their inner legend and live the life they were intended to. I've got a bunch of questions for Holly. Let's get started. Good morning, Holly. Got a few questions for you. Awesome. I am looking forward to it. Okay. First off, what is your personal definition of success? You know, I think when I, I think of success, the first word that comes to mind, I always relate back to it, is happiness. I feel like success is living and doing what really truly makes you happy. And it's not, I don't, I wouldn't say it's a, it's an event, but it's a process. It's a living life to the highest standard that you have and not settling. So to me, success is not necessarily like having a whole bunch of money or fame, but it's whatever makes you as an individual happy. So, I mean, if it is having a whole bunch of money, awesome. That's success. If it's, makes you happy just you know giving everything away and volunteering then that's success so to me success is you know living the life that fulfills your why and fuels your passion can you share some steps you take daily to improve you know um some things i can think of that comes to mind is definitely stretching my mind you know reading a book listening to an educational podcast or an audiobook something that's going to make me grow and just not be comfortable to where I'm at, you know, kind of taking my imagination and stretching it and learning something new, learning from others, especially others that are excelling at what I want to be doing. And that's just the best way to keep me motivated so that I can continually improve. I also make sure to take time to be present. Um, if I'm working, I'm working. If I'm with family and friends, I'm with family and friends. I think being present in moments that matter are a great way to feel accomplished. And whenever I feel accomplished, I tend to do more, obviously, because it's that momentum that that creates. And, you know, um, lastly, I can think of too, is like, you know, food, whatever I put my body and I don't have any like huge mind blowing diet that, you know, I can go off on a tangent on, but it's really thinking of food as fuel and, you know, making sure that whatever I put into my body helps me perform at my best so that I can improve and then, you know, rinse and repeat from there. I like that. What is your advice for someone making an important decision? I always, and I, I feel like actually a lot of us as entrepreneurs, we tend to say yes, other than really going back and thinking about what all we're saying no to. So thinking, really analyzing what you're going to be saying no to by making this important decision and realizing, making sure that you're not over committing yourself. Taking the time to bounce the idea off of a mentor. Um, it, maybe it's someone you look up to. It's a friend that's highly successful or your spouse. 
you know, get all the facts, allow some time to digest it, if possible, sleep on it. I know I personally can be a compulsive person and making decisions that cause me to act with emotion versus logic. And I think it's human nature. You know, we get excited about something and we just say yes automatically and then think, oh my gosh, what did I just get myself into? So to fully understand what I'm committing to, um, and what other future opportunities aligns with, I always go back and ask, does it align with my goals? Is it going to get me closer to my goals or further away? And then, you know, also taking consideration around those around you who it will affect, you know, if it's a big business opportunity, taking consideration of your employees, if it's a big opportunity just within yourself, taking consideration of your family or whoever is going to be directly impacted as well. And, you know, just be aware of all the things, you know, the whole pros and cons. And just at the end of the day, making sure that it goes closer to your goals, brings you closer to your goals and not distracts you because, you know, once you make up that, um, I'm sorry, once you commit, just act on it, just do it. Um, and then just don't have any regrets because just know once you make a decision, it is what it is and then move forward. I love that. That's great advice. Now, I know you are extremely busy. You've got the, you're the CEO and founder of Lady Legend Boutique. You host the Inner Legend or Unleash Your Inner Legend podcast. Okay. I've listened to that, um, and then also you're the co-founder of Women Elevation. Yeah. So, can you tell me about a specific moment that set you on the path where you're at now? Yeah. So, you know, when I think about that, I would say <clears throat> first, my first reaction would be to say, "Oh, it was when I became a real owner of a business." And that would have been the boutique. However, you know, I've been actually asked this question a lot and it's a great question because it's really kind of made me reverse engineer and kind of like go back to where I started. And it, I think it boils down to whenever I became into real estate beforehand, I was working in a bank and I had those corporate constraints on me, you know, working that typical banker hours of like nine to five and, and just kind of going through the motions. But whenever I become a licensed real estate agent, that kind of helped me on like help me release my creative output. So I started to be able to utilize my good old MySpace tactics I had back in the day of HTML and building some landing pages, making videos, and really, you know, defining my personal brand, defining me as a business. So, and I know a lot of people would argue that real estate agents aren't entrepreneurs or in business, but I would definitely um, beg to differ on that, that standpoint because when you get into real estate, you get what you put in. It's feast or famine. Like all the things that you do, you know, it's not a, an hourly wage job, or at least, you know, if you think about the traditional brokerage, there are some, obviously some hybrid models out there, but it really started back when I got in my real estate journey. Cause it kind of helped me think as a strategic business owner versus as an employee. We've got a lot of real estate agents in the success, motivation, inspiration, Facebook group and, I had no clue there was that many swings up and downs with, with, uh, <clears throat> you never really think about that where yeah. you know, they'll go forever without a paycheck and then they've got mm. just rolling in money. Yeah. And then you get uh, like this huge commission check and you blow it all. And you're like, Oh man, I have nothing in my pipeline. And then you got to go back to, <laughs> to pump in the well. I know it's, it's, it's crazy. I will say this. I was not much of a drinker until I got into real estate. I, <laughs> I will say alcohol helped that um that time <laughs> okay uh, if you could recommend one book for our audience what would that be oh my gosh great question it would 
be hands down the compound effect by Darren Hardy. And I think of it, I think that was the very first like personal growth book that I ever read. It, and it literally changed my mind. It changed my thinking. It changed my thought process because I grew up in a small town and it was like oh, a small town in Oklahoma, population 1300. And it's so, it sounds so silly. It's like literally in a movie, but thinking about it, like books were either historical or fiction. So it was either, okay, a book about World War II or Harry Potter. And don't get me wrong. Like I've read both, um, but I've never really like thought about like, you know, the whole personal growth aspect. I was never introduced to it until I read that book. And literally it just, just because of the effect that it had on me as a person, Anytime anybody recommends, a, like, what should I read? I'm like, have you ever read The Compound Effect? Because it's so universal and it's so timeless that no matter who or where you are in your life, you can read it. It's almost like Think and Grow Rich. It's one of those books that's timeless. When you read it, you can read it all different periods of your life and you can get something new out of it. So hands down, The Compound Effect. Perfect. Okay. I'll put a link to that in your show notes so that people can get to it easy. For sure. Check it out. Um. Actually, I need to get that book myself. I've never read The Compound Effect. Oh, my gosh. Really? Definitely read it. It's a great one. I'll do that. Follow M. Curtis McCoy on Amazon, Kindle, Audible, or connect with him on your favorite social media platform to be the first to know about his next book release. Uh, What character traits do you value the most? So, you know, I have a handful of them that I really value that comes to mind. It's going to be humbleness. Um, you know, no one likes an egotistical person, grit, hustle. And then I'm not sure if this is one, but I would say 100 zero. And I truly appreciate someone who can hustle, but yet stay humble because, you know, remember where you started from and having that empathy of, okay, I, yeah, I've made it, but I also wasn't born like this. You know, like it was, it's a process that I went through and appreciating other people going through the process because a lot of people can kind of get tied up in that ego or that facade of like, oh yeah, I made it big time. But, you know, humbling is definitely something that's important to me. And one thing I would say that grinds my gears would be someone who isn't accountable and they play victim. So that goes back to the 100-0 principle. There's a book by a, a guy named Al Ritter. And I've literally, I've ordered this book on Amazon. The only way that I can find it is like if I get shipped by a Goodwill. It's the craziest thing. I don't know if this thing's in publication or not, but like literally it's like they're Amazon and I always find it. They're like a Goodwill um, store. It's crazy. But 100 zero principle is talking about being 100% accountable and owning it, the relationship 100% versus and zero accountability on other people. So don't expect anything. Just own it. Um, yeah, that's. That would be my top one for sure. Okay, great. Here's a harder question for you. How do you push through tough times? So it's a great question because I've always struggled with anxiety. And I think a lot of times that can spiral into depressing times, what comes through as hard to or tough times. I really think people underestimate the power of a mind. The book, uh, the second book I would recommend to you guys would be How to Stop Worrying and Stop Living by Del Carnegie. And this book changed my thought process because beforehand, you know, tough times would consume me and I would be, you know, stuck in those times and those phases. And just, it just kind of made me have an actualization, a realization of, okay, so this is just a season. 
And what can I learn from this? It's going through and finding all the value adds. What am I, what am I learning through this process of a tough time? And one thing that that book teaches is to live in day tight, day tight compartments, meaning that literally take one day at a time and going back to, you know, understanding the problem that's right at hand. So what's making this so tough? Asking yourself, is this even a real problem? Because a lot of times people like they get caught up in something that's like a future event that's never going to happen. So it's kind of having that awareness of, okay, is there a real problem at hand? And then if there is, okay, great. How am I going to solve this problem so that times will get better? You know, even if it's a money issue, right? Because I feel like it all spirals down to one issue. And then people underestimate the power of a mind. I think, um, you know, we, we feel like it's tough time, but looking back, what was so tough about it? What was that problem? So it's, it's immediately identifying that problem and then quickly solving it so that that season, that season that you're in can pass and you can literally keep moving through. And I think another thing that really helps me too is through tough times is environment, um, surrounding myself with positive people, surrounding myself with positive things. If it's, if I go on Facebook and everything's so negative, it's, you know, just signing off of social media for a little bit. It's taking a break. It's whatever you got to do to get healthy back in your mind. Cause that's 100%. Um, I think the focus, and I don't think a lot of people misunderstand that and they feel they fall victim to a lot of things instead of, uh, instead of getting the awareness of what they have in control and then, you know, spinning it, um, taking some lessons learned and then, you know, pushing through it. Okay. This is my favorite question to ask successful people. What inspires you? Okay, so you're going to laugh at me because it sounds a little cliche, but inspired people inspire me. I know that sounds a little crazy, but, you know, I I love like talking and working with people and then seeing them be inspired to take action on the things that they never thought was possible. So like that inspires me to keep doing things. So when I see people like doing things and being inspired, I'm like, got it. So that just kind of fuels my inspiration for sure. I love that. How do you manage and prioritize opportunities? I mean, it goes back to my goals. I <clears throat> compare them to my goals and I make sure that they align with what I've already committed to. Uh, going back to my my strategic plan to seeing if it's going to get me closer or further away. I literally, I, you know, the whole cliche of I have ADD, I'm not diagnosed, but it's just going back to distractions for me because I get easily distracted as a person. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I, there's a good probability that if I was to go, there's a highly probability that I would be diagnosed with that because of all of everything. So to be aware of that, um, I, I, I prioritize those opportunities as first off, if they're going to help me get closer or away from my goal. And then also putting a price tag to them and rating them at how much I enjoy it or how much I would hate doing that. And then, you know, um, it's going through and delegating those opportunities that I have that maybe have a higher price tag that I need to do, but I hate doing them. So finding somebody else that I could delegate that to and, and just going through and aligning it with my goal, aligning it with my time and then, you know, taking it from there. Okay, perfect. One more question for you. What advice would you give to your 18 year old self? Oh my gosh. There's so much. I mean, I'm kind of grateful that tra time travel is not a real thing because literally like this, I could go on and on about the <clears> life <throat> lessons to my 18 year old self. But I think one thing, if it was a principle that I could share with myself, it would be understanding the difference between facts and opinions. And I think so many times people 
I mean, people get upset. I would extremely get upset because and react because of something that I had misconstrued as my opinion and I thought it was a fact. So it's going through and understanding, okay, okay, people are going to be giving, judging you, hating on you. They're going to be saying whatever. But at the end of the day, that's their opinion, not fact. And, you know, I'd find myself worrying about what people thought about me. And maybe if I fell, I wouldn't, you know, holding myself back because of opinions. So, I mean, of course, we're all entitled to our own opinion, but it's, you know, addressing them just as they are, their opinions, and then moving on. So I would definitely go back and tell myself to have that heightened awareness of opinions versus facts. Okay. I sure appreciate you sharing your insight with us. You've got a, uh, you have obviously done a lot in your own, in your personal life to become successful and running multiple different companies and your podcast. So I, I sure appreciate the time you've, you've shared with us here. And what's the best way to get a hold of you? If, if somebody's wanting to reach out to contact you for a podcast or whatever, you go to hollykitchens.com. Mm-hmm. You will have the, the ability to contact me from there. Um, I would love for people to, you know, take the opportunity to listen to the podcast or to, if you guys, if somebody's out there that's interested and have their story to share, I'd love to offer my platform as that opportunity. So definitely reach out to me if you guys have any questions or want to get in contact for sure. Perfect. Thanks again. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. That's it for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the Success, Motivation, and Inspiration podcast. And head over to successmotivationinspiration.com for show notes and more tools to fuel your passion. Connect with other dreamers and achievers by joining our Success, Motivation, and Inspiration group on Facebook.